<laughs> it's another week and welcome back to another week with me your host Tani Candler on another episode of 21st Century Rocker Mom podcast it's good to be back with you it's been one hell of a week hallelujah it's been great I've I, actually it's been a really good week lots of positive things have been happening so I honestly can't complain. Well, episode 59, how did we get here? Holy shit, we're almost at 60. Boom, we're gonna take that off the bucket list. Boom, baby! Holy shit, it's been crazy. It's It's been crazy. This, this episode, I gotta tell you, this podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at Moderna. Cause I kinda got, <laughs> now that I'm triple vaxxed and triple boosted or whatever, I got down the rabbit hole of this like um, like conspiracy TikTok of these kids. And I want to say kids because they're younger than I am, much younger than I am. And they're all getting their information from TikTok about medicine and things like that. And what they call the clot shot. You know, I'm fine. You know, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know anyone who hasn't been, but I'm sure there's been cases. But like, I'm fine. What they call it the clot shot. That's I'm laughing too hard at this. One of the guys said on this, and this was the guy, he said, so it's not a vaccine, it's not a cure, so what is it? You are now a nanobot, this is nanotechnology, and you are now owned by the company that gave you the shot. So if you didn't, if you didn't, if you didn't choose to get the clot shot, you are not owned by nanotechnology. If not, you are now part robot and you're this like fucking android person or reptilian person, or who knows what they think is a conspiracy theory. And like, let me tell you, I love a good conspiracy theory and I can get down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, but that's what a conspiracy theory really is. It's just a theory that's just on the surface of something that really doesn't have, it's like the surface of a table. It doesn't have many legs to stand on because scientifically you haven't proven it, you know, beyond even, even with the law, you haven't proven it with beyond a reasonable doubt that it exists or that it's happening. So if you don't have proof, I personally am not gonna believe you. I like the true knowledge, if you will, through experience. That's the kind of knowledge that I like. I'll tell you, it's been a crazy ass week, so I'm laughing so hard at the, at the clot shot. So I will say that, that this podcast is brought to you by Moderna. Three times in the fucking arm, baby. Pow, pow, pow. I don't want that shit. Someone asked me the other day on Twitter, how many times have you or someone in your family gotten COVID? And no judgment on anyone who has, because sometimes you're in a situation where you can't avoid it. You get in the hospital, your kids bring it home from school. It's, it's rampant in the schools. I mean, ask any teacher. Ask any teacher that'll tell you the truth. They were not, they're not gonna tell you on fucking Facebook, but they will tell you in private. Ask any teacher. And I have a lot of friends who are teachers. It's rampant in their fucking classroom. They want to go. They want to go back to school without a mask on with a bunch of unvaxxed kids. Sorry, but it's like little plague rats just at school spreading. It's not their fault. They can't get vaccinated. It's not their fault. They can't do anything about it, and they got to mingle, right? So it's like the government right now is weird. It's like mask on, mask off, mask on, mask off, mask on, mask off, mask on, mask off. It's like the fucking karate kid of of personal protective equipment, PPE, which we call in the dental medical world, whatever, you know, what you can. Like, so the government says, don't put on a mask. But then I get an email from the schools 
saying we highly encourage that students still continue to wear their masks, even you know against provincial advice. From what we see regionally, it's a good idea that kids still wear masks. So, I mean, like even the schools are recommending it and it's not really their thing to recommend. It's not their place to recommend it really. But if the schools are saying it's shitty, then admitting it that it's shitty, the government's not helping them, man. So that fucking sucks. So that's crazy. So it's been a crazy week. Like I say, my kids are in distance, so I'm good. They are good in virtual learning. They're okay. Everybody's cool. But this week, I'll tell you, talk about a distance. We had to drive a distance. We had to go to the fine town of just past Ingersoll. Just past Ingersoll, Ontario. And there's some fine folks out there. A beautiful farm and a beautiful breeder. And uh, they're uh, registered with the Canadian Kennel Club. So I, you know, I researched, I did my, 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 my research online because Rob said to me for my birthday, you know, I think that you really, you know, need to bring a dog into your life. Because I mean, it's been 13, 14 now, 14 years since I've had a dog and I've had labs for the most part all my life. I had a Karen Terry when I was young. But I've had labs for the most part my entire life. And ever since I lost Guinness, my black lab, like Rob said to me, I think it's really time that you have another lab and another friend, you know, back in your life. And Guinness would want you to share your heart with another with another pup. And, you know, I wasn't ready for the longest time. And the kids were really small. I thought they weren't ready yet. But with my eldest and his diabetes and what labs can do with that and the therapy they can bring with petting them and what they can do for blood sugar and the, the positive things that they can bring. You know, I thought about it. And then for my birthday, he was like, we're going to get you a puppy. I'm like, what? And so two days after my birthday, our puppy was born. And the kids decided that we are, we're going to name him Willie Nelson. Now we didn't want to get a puppy mill puppy and we didn't like off Kijiji or Craigslist or whatever that I don't trust that stuff. I don't, it seems mean to have them just like born in your house and like not a real breeder. Like if you're not an actual breeder and it's not what you do, like be careful with that stuff and be careful buying things from those people. Like make sure those pups are in good health and they're treated well. Like I can say like our breeder, like we made, we did, did a ton of research on tons of breeders and we did the best, we found the best breeder that we possibly could. And we mean, we the price was reflective of that but you get what you pay for like so we on two days after my birthday our puppy was born like i say we wanted a male that's what we wanted and he is certainly male he's hilarious and and the kids decided they want to name him willie nelson willie p nelson willie paul nelson p the paul and p all over the floor but paul paul for my dad my dearly departed daddy and willie nelson came home with us at the beginning of the week. He came home on Tuesday with us. We took my eldest out of school for the afternoon when we drove up and like the kids didn't get out of the car or anything. Everybody's still masked and everything because they're being smart there. Even like the breeders, like they told us that they, they don't, they're not the mask kind of people. I said, well, we are mask, you know, kind of people. And they really respected that. They stick on an N95, we stick on an N95, everything's outside. Cool, here's the pup, here's the leash. We e-transferred you the money. They gave us like all the papers and everything that we needed. Everything from the kennel club comes in the mail. It's great. They go to the they go to the vet next month. Yeah, and he's had his shots and everything's great. 
he rode home on my lap and oh my god if you saw the stories you probably did see the stories if you saw them on my instagram he was like biting my glasses he was so spirited because when we went to see him at five weeks old he was a sleepy little dude and he was so tired and he was so chill and i was like oh willie nelson you're so sleepy and his friend like his his brother he didn't come to us he was like checking something out i was like oh that one's busy he's gonna be crazy oh i was wrong this one is the crazy one i'm like i want to email this lady and be like did you switch them callers because holy shit, he's so funny his true personality came out and he found his voice and he is a firecracker and he's, he's funny because it's been a long time like i say it's been 14 years since i've had a little puppy around so i forgot how much energy they are and how piddly they are like i expected peeing on the floor i expected pooping in the house he hasn't done that actually much because like rob and i have been like with him a lot and taking him outside like one of us takes turns with the kids and one of us takes turns with the dogs and you know what i mean it's it's with the dogs with, with with the dog and but it's easy to get him outside he's he's just the perfect gentleman he like he slept in he slept in our bed like every night since we've had him and he's been so good he sleeps through the night he's like it's like having a little baby except with four legs and he's super overactive and so is his bladder and you know he likes to bite a little bit like puppies are mouthy and i forgot how mouthy they are my arms are so chewed up from that little gipper oh my gosh he got me so good but he's so funny and he's so cute and i just they sleep a lot i forgot how much they sleep they're just like a tiny little baby and i you'll have to excuse me i have bubbles in my mouth my mouth tastes oh it tastes like soap it's so friggin' bad i was brushing my teeth and I got the worst fucking surprise ever. I'm like, oh, my toothbrush is green. Who put toothpaste on here for me? It was probably like kid's toothpaste. But one of the kids put it. I'm like, oh, they put Batman toothpaste on from your Minions toothpaste or something. I'm like, what is this? Oh, lovely. So wet my toothbrush. I go to town. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? My daughter, my youngest, my daughter. She decided she thought it would be fun if she pumped like palm olive style soap all over my toothbrush. Oh my God. So it, like my mouth was like foaming. It tastes like bitter and disgusting and fuck. Oh, like terrible. Like the worst taste I've ever had in my mouth. And I'm just like, did you do something to my toothbrush? And she's like, no. So I was like, okay, we're hugging. I was like, circle of safety, circle of safety. If you tell me, if you tell me right now, I cannot... I cannot get you in trouble. You will not be in trouble for this. And uh, she told me she did it. I knew it. So it like took me like half an hour to wash this crud out of my toothbrush. It was absolutely disgusting. So my mouth tasted like shit for a good long time. It still does. There's still bubbles in the back of my throat. It's disgusting. You know, speaking, ugh, ugh. Disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, Oh my God, I promised you a story this week about eating random mushrooms in the forest. Now I'll tell you, I was going back and forth with someone who was a friend before and they're not, we're not close anymore, but we were talking about mushrooms and foraging in the forest and, and how spring brings morels and you know, how you kind of, you got to know your mushrooms. And this person asked me, so, and I wasn't sure if they were serious or if they were kidding. 
they asked me, now, can you just go eat like whatever mushroom like you want that you find like in the forest or your backyard? And I'm kind of just like, no, you have to like go with it, like an experienced forager or someone who's done it before and know what like what you're getting like if it's a puffball or it's a morel because there are fake morels you have to like cut it open with a buck knife and make sure everything's cool and look at the inside of it you have, like you have to go with someone who knows their shit so this person had asked me like if you could just like find whatever you want in your backyard and fry it up i'm like this can lead to neurotoxicity this can lead to death i'm not talking about the neurotoxicity that you get from magic mushrooms okay not that kind of neurotoxicity. I am aware of a situation where someone got so fucked up on mushrooms one time that they fell into an open grave in a graveyard and they were freaking the fuck out because they were stuck in the bottom of this open grave. All fucked up on mushrooms. Because mushrooms, the reason you get high off of mushrooms, and a lot of people don't know this, is because of neurotoxicity, Was it what it does to your brain is that basically, in essence, it poisons it, for lack of a better term, and you get fucked up on mushrooms, and the next day you shit your pants. I don't know why they do that to your stomach, but I mean, when I was a young kid, real young kid, like I'm talking like before I was 20, I did mushrooms. Oh my God. And I think I did them. I think people do this microdosing or something now. They take a little bit of it. Anyways, they scare the shit out of me, so... Yeah, that's out of the, out of, out of, that's, that's, no, not, not for me. A lot of people do it and it cures their headaches. It makes them happier. You know what? Whatever floats your boat. If you want a micro dose with mushrooms, you can go for it. Just go for it. But if you don't, um, when I took mushrooms, I remember it being a very, very vivid experience. It scared the shit out of me. I, I didn't like love it. Like every time I remember taking them, I remember something just like catastrophic happening. Nothing good at all came of me taking mushrooms. So don't do them. They're not, they're not, they'll scare the fucking shit out of you. They'll scare the shit out of you. And I'm telling you, who in the actual fuck would eat random mushrooms that you just found in the forest if you didn't know what they were? Can you just eat random mushrooms that you find in the forest? The answer is, Fuck no! You just can't eat random mushrooms that you find in the fucking forest. What the fuck is wrong with you? Jesus. Don't even ask for Jesus. He's not even coming to help you. Because that is fucking ridiculous. I will tell you a story. One time I ate some random berries. I was at a band practice with some girls I was in a band with. It wasn't Kitty. It was a it was a band practice and it was so funny. We we're at a band practice and the, this this gentleman that we're practicing at his house. He had a jam space down in his basement. In the back, he had a big garden and stuff. And he had a big red currant bush, or what I thought, what I perceived to be a red currant bush. I was 100% sure this was a red currant bush. I knew it. We grew red currants at the cottage. I used to pick them with my Oma and make jam and jelly. And I don't think you're ready for this jelly and all that stuff. And my body's too bootylicious and I know everything. Because I'm always fucking right. And oh my God. The guy at the house says to me, you know, no one here eats those berries. You want to make sure that you don't eat those berries. I'm thinking, why? Like, they're just red currants. And he says to me, you know, you know, the birds don't even touch those berries. I'm like, that sounds like bullshit. You know, it really sounds like bullshit to me. So I had a whole bunch of them at band practice. It was fine. I went home. Ooh. Mmm. 
Mm-mm. My stomach was bothering me. Everyone even said to me, Tanya, I don't know about those. I'm like, no. I know these berries. I'm fine. I went home. My stomach started hurting a little bit. Didn't think anything of it. You know, eating fruit sometimes can give me stomachache. I started seeing shit. It was like the wild fucking kingdom in my brain. It was like there was a rave going on. Like the fucking whole Disney characters were there. It was a small world after all in my brain. All it's like, like all my dolls came to life. It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> this is way like pre-kids, right? So like this is way when I'm like in a band and I'm just like, it was, it was horrifying. It was horrifying. You know what I mean? Like to come home like this in this shape and like to, for this to happen. And I'm just like, those were not currents. They were right. Oh my God. Like I'm a fucking idiot. Like those were not currents because this was like the Polish thing to do. We did this. We picked these currants. We made jam. You know, we made jelly. We strained out the seeds. We had it on toast, like on, on, on like rye bread. And that's, you know, kind of the, the, the Polak way. Let me tell you, there has been a, a Polish photo circulating around about me on the internet. You know, do you ever look European? Do you ever look European is what a few people have said to me. I'm going to put it on my Instagram again, but I'm not going to put it in like my, my stories or anything like that. It was, you may have seen it in my stories. Whew. Since my dad passed away and since he left us here on this earth here, we've been looking through so many pictures. And of course, there was a big old picture of me in a big old gold frame. And it was my graduation picture from dental assisting. And oh my gosh, people have said, do you ever look European? I was going to make it like come up and flash on the show, but I'm not. I'm going to put it in my, on my Instagram. It's, it's so silly. It's, do you ever look European? Who says that to someone? Do you ever look European? I am part European. Like, I mean, like different parts of Europe, obviously, but like, do you ever look European? Well, because in the picture, I have like a cross between a Polish jerry curl and like a victory roll. I look like the fucking Polish goddamn Laura Palmer. It looks like twin Polacks. It, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The owls are not what they seem because they're living in my hair with a fucking phoenix that's also going to come out and firewalk with me because it's so fucking crazy because like, like the picture is ridiculous. I'm going to put it up and you're going to piss yourself because it's funny. And then of course, it's in a gold frame because of course, Poland and mother Poland, of course, we want to make sure she is honored with a gold frame. The only thing that's missing from this picture is a whole full set of gold fucking teeth, like gold fronts, like all the way molar to molar, seven to seven, top to bottom, like as we say in dentistry. And Rob saw this picture and he said, oh, I just want to wake up to that picture every day. So I shine the picture up and I shine up the frame and I put it on his night table right beside our bed. And every day he wakes up to that Polish princess every goddamn day. I made his life. You, when you're, when your partner has a dream, you make that fucking dream a reality. And so I did. I made him the reality of having the Polish Laura Palmer wake up beside him every fucking day, twin Polacks just for you. Different strokes for different folks. Some people like with some weird shit. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now with this couple weeks into this mask on, mask off thing, I think they came off the 21st. Spring came. 
I haven't been out anywhere, so I don't. I haven't been harassed. I've heard that in the drugstore, people have been really good, and everyone's like wearing their mask. I don't know why you take a mask off in a drugstore because everybody's usually sick when they go. Um, <laughs> and drugstore staff is like, "Oh, wear a mask," and they deliver it. They deliver a mask. I know the Shoppers Drug Mart does that by us, and whatever in the Rexall does by us, and they have masks on. But I said like, um, friends of mine have told me that like. They've had friends and family members that have gone to the grocery store that have just chosen to still wear their mask just because now it's like a choice or whatever from uh, Doug Ford or whatever. And you can either choose to wear it or choose not to and choose to be vaccinated or choose not to be or whatever. But there are still some places where you're required to wear a mask. A grocery store apparently is not one of them. So someone told me that the someone that they knew went into a grocery store and an anti-masker actually like got on their case for wearing a mask and was like, why the fuck are you still wearing a mask? And this person was like, I just don't go on Facebook much. And the anti-mask was like pissed. And I said, I'm like, I would have fucking snapped that woman's bra and gone fucking flying halfway across the store. Someone harassed me about wearing a mask. Like, I'm not harassing you about not wearing one. I'm not going to hand you one. And he say, hey, throw this on. Like, now it's your choice. You got what you wanted. Why are you still stomping your feet and mad at someone for wearing a mask? Just because Doug Ford said one day, hi, my name is Doug Ford and I cured COVID. Take off your mask. Because pretty soon, when someone else is in office, they're going to tell you to put them back on. Welcome to Ontario. I'm just telling you. It's, it's ridiculous. So I'll tell you, last week I can say... This is regarding masks and all this stuff. I was a little triggered. I was a little triggered and I was a little frustrated on my episode about friends forever and relationship toxicity and friendship toxicity. I was absolutely triggered because of something happening to me. Not angry because literally there's no point in being angry. Anger accomplishes nothing. Literally nothing. Anger will, you know, suck the life out of you. It will, it'll, it'll, it'll bring up feelings that you don't need to deal with. Anger is, is kind of a byproduct of other feelings. Sadness, maybe frustration, maybe you're tired of something, you know, maybe you're exhausted, emotionally, whatever, emotionally tired. Anger is a byproduct of those feelings. It's one of those really difficult emotions to find out what the root the cause of the anger is. So there's no point in really getting angry, but frustrated is definitely something that you can get. And I was definitely frustrated last week because imagine this and imagine if you will picture this and picture this in your mind. Your dad passes away. My dad passed away. And suddenly, my dad passed away like suddenly like he passed away in nowhere you know this you've been listening to the podcast or you've been watching the show whatever and you are devastated and your friend knows your friend your friend knows all this is aware of details that other people aren't aware of you know what i mean so knows how devastating this tragic passing could be but then instead of being there and saying oh you know i'm there for you you know whatever you need instead of actually being there what do they do? What do they do? What, what, what would you do? Instead of sending kind words of comfort or lasagna, whatever, 
I get infiltrated with fucking political garbage being sent to me like 40 to 60 times per day. And then let's, 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 let's put a cherry on top and I get like a shitty voice message. Like from this person that's like five minutes long. It's like not nice. I'm like, really? Did you have to really go there? I was so pissed. So even asking this person like to stop and trying to make healthy boundaries, they were relentless. It just still wouldn't stop. So after that, I just like, it was again, it was like a block, delete, forget about a situation. This person was relentless. So many chats. I had many chats with close friends about this. Lots of friends, like lots of good friends, friends that have been my friends for like 20 years. And I told them, you know, kind of like what was happening. And they told me to cut the fucking cord, cut the fucking cord, cut that cord, cut that shit loose because you don't need that in your life. It doesn't matter how many things you have in common. If someone's being a shithead, just don't do it. Don't do it. But I'll tell you. Cutting the cord feels good. Maybe ask Jordan Peterson what he has to say about that. Ah, uh, the song is called I Got Blocked for Screaming into a Motherfucking Echo Chamber. Oh my God, don't scream into an echo chamber. Like I say, I do a lot of listening. I have a lot of friends, a lot of friends who themselves and myself, we do not have the same political views but we're still able to talk about them on a common and respectful ground. We don't drag each other. We don't go crazy with each other. We talk about it openly. We see, you know, all the sides of the pancake, you know, the one side, the other side, and the truth in the middle somewhere. You have to see all the sides. You know what I mean? You have to think kind of laterally and yelling into an echo chamber is not going to do it. It's not about algorithms. It's not about what comes up on your Facebook and what you like and who comes up in your feed. It's about core values and it's hard. It's like fucking echo chamber. It's like fucking coal chamber because that shit is loco. It's loco. It's ridiculous. So I'll tell you, I have lots of friends and it's okay where we just agree to disagree, but we always listen to each other. That's the takeaway. We always, always listen to each other. We're always listening to each other and we hear both of each other's side of the story respectfully. And because that there is more important than driving your point home and being like a right fighter and trying to convince someone of your views. What's more important is that you're a good listener and that you're a good learner. You can learn, you can unlearn, you can relearn, you can be open. Those are the things that are going to get you far in life. And those are the things that are going to help you kind of step into the next you know, time in your life, step into the break on through to the other side, you know, for, for, for a lack of a better term. But those are the things that are going to help, which brings me to my conspiracy. Ha. Ah, one all my own though. One all my own. This is after going down the TikTok rabbit hole with all these like millennials. And I'm not sure I'm alone. Millennials, elder millennials. I don't know. Boomers, Gen X, all these labels, all the, this age group, I know between 25 and 35 for me was like hard, like really hard. Tough things happened. You know, really things, 
were really really difficult. But then after 35, things got way better. I have an itchy back. Ah, it's dry. But like I tell you, like between 25 and 35 years of age, I'm going to tell you right now, things are going to suck for you, probably. Like it's very few and far between. The people are 25. I've already got their shit together. They got the career that they want. You know, you think it's all, you know, like I say, a lot of people think the path is from A to B. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to do this. That is not the point, you know, of, of, of living anymore. It, it's not about living in your parents' basement because I know that's a lot of, you know, a lot of people saying that's all they can afford. But my conspiracy is oh, 25 to 35 year olds, like let this shit pass. Stop doing things that are crazy. I see the TikToks. I see the one point voters. I see these, you know, millennials with like, I, we, I guess I'm considered an elder millennial because I'm almost 40. But the millennials see me as a boomer because I have different opinions, perhaps maybe than they do. And kids that are 30 think that I'm a little bit older and, and a little bit more, hmm. I think they say liberal in my thinking, but I, I mean, I've never voted liberal in my life. However, they are, you know, people are obsessed with the fact that they think that I like Justin Trudeau. And like I say, I get called to call me a lot. For the record, I'm not the biggest fan of Justin Trudeau. So thank you very much. Anyways, the thing about these kids from 25 to 35 is like, it's not even the 20 year olds that I worry about. They got one point, they're one point voters. They look at one point being like, well, so-and-so is going to do this. So-and-so is worried about inflation. So I like him. But it's like, look at all the other shit that he did. That's horrible. Don't be a one-point fucking voter. And then they find anything that you like with the party that you like. And they find all the crap and they just drag them. It's like, so they did one bad thing. But it's like, you find one good thing about the candidate you like, but they've done like 50 bad things. It's like, come on now. Really do your research when it comes to politics and political science. These kids too, like between 25 and 35, they're worried about the rising cost of gas. They're worried about being able to, having to live with their parents and they're worried about the rising cost of housing and inflation. Yet they're skipping the fucking dishes like, you know, three times a day. They're getting McDonald's in the morning and they're getting McWhatever in the afternoon. They're getting whatever in the evening. Three times a day, it skipped the dishes in like service fees. Like, I don't know how much that would be. A lot of money, probably close to a hundred bucks. You're spending a hundred bucks a day on takeout. You're a fucking idiot. Absolutely. No wonder you don't own your own house and you're living with your fucking parents. Shame on your fucking ass for spending that kind of money on skip the dishes. Learn how to cook. Get yourself a bag of potatoes. Get yourself a loaf of bread. Goddamn, make yourself a fucking loaf of bread. It's easy. Get yourself some flour. You know what? You better start supporting the Ukraine when you find out that 30% of the world's wheat comes from the Ukraine comes from like Ukraine. A lot of people call the Ukraine. It's really called Ukraine. Like Ukraine has 30% of the world's wheat and that country is supplying it to the world right now. If they get fucked over by Russia and that psychotic fucking evil son of a bitch, Vladimir Putin, Putin as I call him, it's going to be a very breadless world we're living in. I'll tell you that. You elder millennials, you can't keep having your fucking $8 Starbucks fucking Frappuccinos, your weed, your smokes, 
your beer, your, you know, tall cans of goddamn, I don't know what, craft ale and IPA, and then complain and complain and complain that you'll never afford a house. And guess what? You're right. You'll never afford a house. But don't complain and say the government did this to me, because guess what? The government did not do this to you. You did this to you. I have a healthy distrust of the government. Don't get me wrong. I will tell you that 100%. But not in a tinfoil hat kind of way. I go and get my vaccine and I don't think it's some weird government, weird reptilian agenda or anything like that. I could get buried in conspiracies, but I mean, conspiracies, I'd rather get buried in music. I'd rather get buried in science. I'd rather get buried in a song. I'd rather get buried in songwriting and you know, those kinds of fun things. Like I said, conspiracies are not really facts. So I, I can get buried in them and they're fun. I've done whole shows on conspiracies. I love goddamn conspiracies for fuck's sakes. I love conspiracies, but they're not fact. It's conspiracies. And like, oh my God. Speaking of conspiracies, what am I watching? What the hell did I watch this week? What the hell did I watch? I watched The Life of Tammy Faye baker like or uh, it's on the disney plus channel right now oh my god that tammy faye baker movie and her husband jim baker it stars jessica chastain and i will tell you she is an absolute goddess in this movie i will say that it's a it's a biopic on disney they say it's more of a biography but i will say it's a biopic and uh it's 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 absolutely hysterical it's uh it's really good jessica chastain in it the makeup they had to do in order for her to, to execute that part was absolutely insane. Like she was flawless. She really looked like how I remember Tammy Faye Baker looking in, in the nineties and in the late eighties and things like, but there was like a lot of eye makeup and then, and like a, a lot of lip liner that was like dark and like pink lipstick and really accentuated eyes, just really big, like larger than life, like a really larger than life personality and singing and doing the televangelism thing. Now, for if, for if anyone doesn't know what televangelism is, it was something that was really popular in the 80s and 90s, early 80s and, and, and early 90s. And uh, up until probably the mid 90s, televangelism was people that were preaching the word of God and Jesus and Christianity on television uh people like reverend jerry falwell uh the the hour of power was really really uh popular with people don't just stand there do something and then we have of course the 700 club these were all christian shows and then tammy tammy faye baker and jim baker they they jim baker did the 700 club in the evenings famously and uh, tammy and jim did a lot of like telethons She'd speak to people that were suffering from different things, like different diseases, different afflictions, different things that are going on in their life. Uh, she wanted people to know that kind of like Jesus loved everybody. Jim Baker um, himself, I think, was a homosexual. And um, unfortunately, the church does frown upon the, that and uh, our lovely LGBTQ2 community. There's nothing wrong with being homosexual. Tammy Faye Baker was actually trying to say that homosexuality is Jesus loves you. You know, it, it, Jesus loves homosexuality. Jesus loves homosexuals. Just because you love, love is love. She was trying to kind of teach that. And then she found out kind of her husband was, and he'd been having a kind of tryst with other men and things like that. I don't know how that well that set with her, but it was not all right with Jesus because let's just say Christianity's not, and how do I put this nicely? 
Christianity's not very inclusive. I've yet to see like a Christian club or a church that's super inclusive of different and diverse communities and marginalized, maybe I'll say communities. It would be nice to see some of those Christian open arms, but this movie was so crazy. It was so stunning. It was fascinating as a film. It's a long hauler. I'll tell you, it's a long hauler. It is like over two hours. It's not like Lord of the Rings long Hobbits is, but I will tell you Hobbits is it's fucking long. And it's got the gentleman who plays Jim Baker is the one of the gentlemen who was in Spider-Man. I think he dated Emma Stone. I can't remember his name, but he does a great job to it. The guy who plays Jerry Falwell. Like there's a lot of notable actors and actresses in it, but Jessica Chastain is, she's just great. She's flawless in it. I love it. And uh, I'll tell you, it's 100% worth the watch. I wake up to the news or really go to bed to the news that really that uh, Taylor Hawkins has passed away from the Foo Fighters, the drummer of the Foo Fighters. And of course, Taylor Hawkins had his own bands too. I'm shocked that Taylor Hawkins has passed away. I'm absolutely shocked. Like that's, that's shitty, man. Like we lost another one of like the good ones in rock and roll, the rock and roll hall of fame and rock and roll kind of heaven on tour right now with the Foo Fighters and passes away while he's on tour. Like that's just sad, man. So my heart goes out to, to, to Taylor Hawkins, his family, his friends, his band anyone who had a close relationship with Taylor. I think it's just absolutely horrible and devastating. And it's a big loss for the music community too. He was really a solid drummer. And from what I've heard from a lot of people, just a solid and nice person, just a nice human being. So it's really sad to hear that Taylor Hawkins passed away because he just seemed like a nice guy. He just seemed like a nice guy, regular dude. That's, that is, sad because that's you know the news you know that pops up before i go to bed it's like i it was like one o'clock in the morning so i didn't really wake up to it but i woke up to it because it was on everyone's instagram and everyone's uh facebook and everyone's twitter and stuff about taylor hawkins and things like that so it was the bet news that i got before i went to bed and i i kind of didn't really process it because i was like what i was really tired and stuff like that and willie nelson was like playing and being crazy and i just i couldn't process it so I didn't know what was happening. So today I woke up to the to kind of the the grim realization that Taylor Hawkins had passed away. And that's just really sad. You know, it's very sad to just see so many people passing away so young and I just I don't understand why. It's it sucks. That brings me to my next point like what am I listening to? I guess not much. Well, I mean, I've been listening to my dad's record collection a lot. There's been a lot of stuff that's in there. My dad and I like a lot like a lot of the same kind of music. I've been listening to Ron Sexsmith a lot. I I love him. He's a Canadian artist. I've talked about Ron Sexsmith on my podcast before. He's probably one of the most uh seen artists for me. One of the most uh artists I've gone to like for concerts. Uh, one of the artists I've seen perform most is Ron Sexsmith. He's just, I think he's a gem. He's half man. He's half melody. He's, he's amazing. I think his wife does all his, his, uh, tour managing and stuff like that. They're kind of like a duo. I think it's really cool. I think it's adorable. Listen to Ron, more Ron Sexsmith, like in your life. If you listen to more Ron Sexsmith in your life, your life will be a better friggin' place. It'll be happier. It'll be more poetic. 
Your life will be better if you listen to Raw and Sexsmith. If you've ever heard the song Brandy Alexander, just put it on. A lot of people said, wrote to me. I used it in a story not too long ago. And a lot of people wrote to me and said, Tanya, I thought Leslie Feist wrote that. I'm like, nope. That song is written by Ron Sexsmith himself, a Canadian fucking legend. The man's a fucking legend. Check him out on Twitter. Uh, you can check him out on, on 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 Apple Music. Buy some albums. Like, like anything by Ron Sexsmith is amazing. Amazing. And so I'm doing my own thing with melodies. I'm working on a lot of melodies right now, but I'm using like a lot of pedals and amps and vocal harmonizers and things that I'm just getting used to now that I know how to use. But it's been so long since I've used them. So I'm getting used to using those kinds of things. I'm kind of taking responsibility for my dad's instruments and making sure that they're, you know, good and tuned up and set up and everything's okay. And they're in their cases and, you know, made sure they're not played with any jewelry on or, you know, nothing that's going to scratch them and things like that. But I'm trying to get his sound for the album. And it's really hard to get someone's sound and tone just the way they had it because my dad had a very specific sound and tone so I'm, i've left everything as he kind of had it but then i got to re kind of hook it up as he had it so i because of course yeah i had to take everything down and disconnect all the pedals and things like that but like his pod's still the same way for the line six and everything like that and so we'll see what kind of tone i can get out of those amps and see if i can get the same tone with my dad's uh paul reed smith and see what we can do about that and put that on the album because I'm, I'm still doing that. Oh my God, I'll tell you, I'm growing. I'll tell you what I'm growing. Other than the Coke bloat with this round mound of sound that I'm growing, it reminds me of the round mound of sound reminds me of Jack Richardson. One of the most wonderful producers in all of Canadian history produced the Guess Who. The man loved Coca-Cola. In his later days, it was Diet Coca-Cola, like myself. Uh, uh, his son was G -G -G Garth Richardson, famously produced Kitty, uh, L7, all kinds of bands. Kiss, Garth and, uh, and Jack, both fantastic people. I remember Jack coming into the studio one time while Garth was producing Kitty. And, you know, he was a big presence, but he didn't really say much. He didn't say a word. He kind of came in and he looked at a few knobs that, you know, Garth was touching on the boards and... He looked at a few faders and things like that and he really didn't say much and sat at the back of the room and just kind of nodded his head. Nicest guy you could ever meet. Humble. Humble pie, big time. Ate the whole pie, completely humble. And and Garth Richardson too, another guy who's like produced a ton of bands, but one of the most humble guys you could ever meet. I've told stories about him on the podcast before. Garth Richardson, Jack Richardson, Richardson family, family, like I say, good people. Good people to me. Other than that, I'm g -g 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 growing seeds. I'm growing seedlings because it's the spring and spring is here. Thank you again, Darvis. It's the first day of spring. Downtown, baby, to put it together. Again, Darvis, London, London, Ontario band. I'm, I'm getting my tomato seeds ready. I'm not getting my potato seeds ready. I'm just doing the things that are rhyming. I'm getting cucumbers ready. Things that I can start inside and then plant. I have to power till some gardens. So I'm getting uh, two gardens this year ready. Last year I only did one. But this year the kids are like, let's do two gardens. I'm like, with a new dog? Guys, why not? They want pumpkins this year. And they want squashes and different things. So we've been doing lots of... Uh, 
ordering seeds from Mackenzie's. And right now, if you order seeds from Mackenzie's, they will donate, especially if you're ordering sunflower seeds, they'll donate the money to you, like Ukraine and the and and different relief efforts that are there. There are lots of ways you can support Ukraine uh, by not buying anything Russian, number one, like not uh, doing anything that involves Russia, not supporting com- companies that despite everything that's happened, will still not pull out of Russia. There are lots of ways you can not support that. Now, I'll tell you, with the week it's been, I have been... (sighs) I told you, I promised you, that there was going to be a special guest on the show and a special cameo. I don't do cameos very often. But yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. And yes, Virginia, there is a guest. And he is... A spectacular gentleman in bed. He is handsome as the day is long. He's intelligent. He's a little on the short side, but that's okay. I love blonde guys. He's lovely. Sometimes he gets a little bit uh, mouthy, but don't we all? He's found his voice, and I'd like to introduce him. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get Willie Nelson. I don't know if he's going to be shy or not. Hi. This guy was just having a nap, so he's he's a little bit tired. This is Willie Nelson, and he's my little friend. So he just got picked up on Tuesday from the breeders, and he is the wonderful guy I've been talking about. He's my little friend, and he's actually getting trained in diabetes and how to smell blood sugar if it's high or low for our eldest who has got diabetes. And he's just a little sweet boy right now. He's just being a baby. He's tired. So I'm going to let him go back to his nap. Mm. But it was nice to hang out with all of you. All right, Willie Nelson, go see your dad. Come here, puppies. He's going back to his daddy. So it's been an exciting week. I got a puppy and a truck. What can I say? Like a shot of good luck. I got a puppy and a truck. That guy came home on my lap with his seatbelt on and like a little blanket that smelled like his mom. I want to make sure he wasn't upset or anything like that. And he's been doing so well with like going to the bathroom outside, not having too many accidents in the house. Like I say, he sleeps in like our big bed every night and wants to sleep with us. He's got wonderful bed manners. Doesn't have any accidents in our bedroom. He's an awesome sauce dog. No complaints, zero complaints. It's snowing again, holy shit. I don't know where this came from. I was like, holy Santa Claus shit. I can't believe it's snowing again with this lousy smart weather. But I remember times where it's been snowing in April. We got Easter or Ishtar, as it was called. Easter coming up. Here comes Peter Cottontail. You know what they say about rabbits? They hop a lot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but Officer Judy hops. No, Easter's coming down the pipe. We got lots of things. And uh, before I'm going to drop my socials and let you know there's some new things coming. So if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at 21st Century Rocker Mom. You can find me there all the time. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Tanny Candler. You want to find me on, in, on, on LinkedIn, I'm there too. That's at Tanny Candler as well. If you want to find me on TikTok, I'm TikToking it sometimes. Sometimes I'm not on TikTok at 21st Century Rocker Mom. On YouTube, I'm at Tanny Candler Channel. You can find me there. And you can always find the links in my bio on, on any of my, on my socials. You can find the links of how to find me and how to 
weave through the labyrinth of where I might be. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego, or where in the world is Tani Candler today? Who knows where the fuck I am? No one knows. So many fun things coming up. I have some really exciting news. I have some upcoming films in the works. Films. Yeah, that's right. I said films. I have upcoming films in the work. And the upcoming films are, um, they're not uh, just films that I'm scoring. I'm also scoring films right now and uh, narrating some more series. But this is things that, that, that other people aren't making. These are things that I'm making myself. And I'm really excited about the prospect of making my own films and producing these and directing these myself. And yes, Virginia, I'm getting a Patreon. The reward tiers are going to be to be decided. So TBD, I'm going to let you know what they are. I will let you know all about them. Um, it's going to be a lot of behind the scenes stuff too and sponsorship ideas. Uh, if you want to be a sp official sponsor and you want me to kind of give you a shout out every time I have my podcast, we're going to talk about that. Uh, sponsorships, uh, partnerships, collabs, all kinds of things. Fun things, being a guest regularly on my podcast, different things, collaborations on my albums, production credits, the whole shebang. We're going to talk about Patreon kind of maybe next week a little bit more because, yeah, I'm going to get a Patreon because I got an overwhelming response from you guys when I asked if I should get a Patreon on my stories in my Instagram. And I, I'm, I'm happy to have one. So we're going to get Patreon. We're going to have something with really cool reward tiers because why have a Patreon if I'm just going to do something that's not fun? Live concert streams. The, the, the summer is coming. We got PAs. We got outdoor shows going on. We got lots of great things coming for you. So I got new stuff coming from a very cool magazine as well. I can't let the cat out of the bag about that quite yet. But that is coming down the pipe really soon. I'm really excited to share that with you. I'm so excited to share Willie Nelson with you. I'm so excited to get back and play with him. Even though my hands are getting bitten up a little bit. But, you know, puppies bite. They, they play with their mouths. So it's been great having another week. Hanging out with you. I hope you enjoy your week. You take care of yourself. That you're safe. You're kind to each other. You're taking care of each other. Take really good care of each other because that's what friends like to do. Even Fred Penner said it. One of the other great Canadian heroes. So take good care of each other and I will see you on the show next week. I hope you do wonderful. You have a wonderful week. I'll try to do the same. I will catch you on the flip-flop and I love each and every one of you. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next week on another episode of 21st Century Rocker Mom Podcast.